1: This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: We welcome you back in. It is live bet Saturday presented by bet MGM on the first college football Saturday of the fall. Ben Wilson back with Jeff Parles. <laughs> Jeff can't contain himself. The ear to ear grin from Jeff. As we go down the stretch, one game of the early slate still going and we, we pick it up right here. Two point conversion time for app state down 56 55. Oh, 11 seconds no. left and they overshoot oh. the target oh, after a 28 yard touchdown pass from chase Bryce to Deshaun Davis. Oh, Fifth different man. app state Mountaineer to score in the fourth quarter alone. They go for two. They had the perfect play call. Cannot get the job done.
3: Oh, man. He was so wide open. But I I don't know if that was an overthrow or Davis stopped running. That was, oh, man. But now I look at how ridiculous this game has been. An onside kick is going to be no guarantee uh, there no in this game. But if if UNC recovers the onside kick, this is – so, Ben, this is one of those where the closing line value is going to matter. Yeah. Because if you got Appalachian State early in the week when it was still sitting UNC minus two or minus two and a half even, on uh, heck, even UNC minus one and a half, you will still get home here if UNC recovers an onside kick if you had App State. But then if you had any of the late numbers, including a closing three in this game, taking three with North Carolina, you're gonna you're gonna get home. So closing line value going to matter here. Cause if you got UNC too early, you're gonna lose. If you got in late on Appalachian State. You're going to lose. So, regardless, closing line value either way works. Oh, and by the way, if you had the total, uh, they almost doubled the pregame
2: total. If that two was good, they would have more than doubled. My, the, easily the my biggest error of the young college football season. <laughs> I li- literally told Sean King last night, yeah, I think one of these teams is going to get the total themselves. Didn't bet it. And of course, it's a great, so, call. Here we, here it's we a great call. It doesn't matter if you can't uh, can't <laughs> back it up. Uh, so, 56 55, PAT coming with the 31 seconds uh, left right now. Again, the whole purpose of this show looking for value in the in game. Betting markets, and we were certainly going to have a lot of different opportunities uh, to look at those various things. Uh, Jeff, you'd made a couple of in game uh, wagers, and it looks like you're going to end up 2 and 0 here on the early slate. You had Maryland, uh, the minus 19, made that at halftime, and then App State, plus the four, which, barring not there yet, ben. for a touchdown, yeah, you did. Oh, yeah, Wow. In. Are you kidding me? Well, there's they goes close... the outside kick no, for actually, the touchdown. Actually, wait
3: a second, if you're North Carolina backer. Why would you in gone the week, down? you actually would have preferred he gone down because now 28 seconds in this game is equivalent to 12 minutes. By the way, that might be coming back because there is a flag the on the play. So we'll I see can't what the flag I is. I set you yeah, up perfectly we, we, to get mushed. We, we, we set it up. Well, I'm curious because – is that going to be a block in the back on a return, which it shouldn't be because there's no one even remotely in the play? Or uh, yeah, this it was is funny. a humongous flag for a multitude yeah. of reasons here. But uh, again, if you're UNC, you would have preferred that they just fall down because the game's the over. Game's literally now, over. Yeah. now, if you're Mac Brown, if if this touchdown holds, don't you have to go for two? To get it to nine with the way this game has gone, so absurd. <laughs> I mean, so that's absurd. how ridiculous this has been. I'm, I don't know what the flag could be because that was pretty quick, and maybe it was an illegal formation on Appalachian State on the kick.
2: Well, we did say, Joe, I don't know. That, I that mean, the onside kick was not going to be the most comfortable thing, but maybe we should have meant for App State and not for North Carolina. Oh, I, 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 I,
3: again, it's college football. That's the only time you ever see that. You don't see that in the NFL. But there are plenty of times where you see ridiculousness like that. Let's see what the call is, this though. Is absolutely. Before, uh, before we make any more things. Touchdown is good. So there it's is a after,
2: penalty. It's a post touchdown penalty on sportsmen like On conduct. App State?
3: <laughs> Can that be right? <laughs> oh, they got it on both uh, uh, both sides? I
2: don't no, know. it's enforced on the kickoff. All right. <laughs> that's, well, that's great, great work State. by everybody. Wow. There. Well, sorry, Jeff. I, nah,
3: it's OK. You you to 1 1. You've officially mushed one of my bets. It's all good. It only, we, took, we, it only it took, only took s- one hour and four minutes. 64 minutes
2: <laughs> of us being on the show live that Saturday uh, here presented by Ben MGM. So an hour or two of the show, Ben Fox will, co- will join us once again from our Circus Sportsbook studio. Mike Piranio, racing sportsbook director from the Mandalay Bay, going to join us as well as we go forward as well. We'll have a number of our shows we will all be down at our Mandalay Bay Sportsbook studio uh, here in Las Vegas as well. So looking forward to hearing from Mike as he has been a frequent guest of ours uh, here on the network. So we'll check in with Mike in about a half hour's time. And it looks like uh, after at least for North Carolina, they will line up to kick the PAT. So it would be an eight-point lead there, uh, 28 seconds to go. In the meantime, really, Jeff, we're looking at these two in-game spots, two biggest Mm -hmm. games on the card. Great start for Arkansas and Fayetteville and the, the public game heard round the bet around the world, essentially, including by me, the, the early interception of Ben Bryant and now Arkansas after scoring a touchdown, 15 yard KJ Jefferson run. Uh, it is a near interception as well as Cincinnati forced to punt in their own territory. And we're seeing this, this in-game line really start to jump up Arkansas now in some shops all the way up to 13 and a half point live favorites. to 53.5, depending on the book, is your live total. Pretty comparable to that closing line of 54.5, but not the start Luke Fickle was looking for.
3: So remember what I said before this game, that if, if Cincinnati was moving the ball but not scoring, this may be a good way to go over... I'm gonna I'm gonna go full opposite here. If Arkansas <laughs> scores a touchdown on this drive, this yeah. is probably a good under because I'm not I don't think Cincinnati is gonna be able to move the ball in this game with Bryant at quarterback. Even 53 and a half, you're only getting a point worse than he did pre-flop. I don't think that's terrible right now, but that is gonna be something to monitor, especially if Arkansas comes down and scores again. In Atlanta, though, Ben, uh, an interception thrown by by Bo Nix in Oregon. Shocker there. Georgia up seven <laughs> nothing with the ball inside their own 10, three and a half to go in the first quarter. Right now,
2: Bulldogs laying 20 and a half 51 and a half year live in game total. 20 and a half. Wow. And that is juiced as well to the Georgia side would think too, Jeff, you know, from the in-game standpoint on this one. And there was a sort of a a portion, at least of the opinion on backing Oregon. It was partly, yes, all the losses for Georgia and how quickly they would be able to form that cohesion after nine different defensive guys get drafted, including five in the first round a season ago. But there was also the general perception that, well, you have the great relationship between Dan Lanning, Kirby Smart's former defensive coordinator, and Coach Smart there at Georgia, so it was one of those things where were Georgia to get, big, get up big early, you would not likely see them just completely look to pour it on in a spot like this. So having said all that, while Georgia looks to be completely dominant as they're yeah. just high hurdling guys left and right, uh, moving the ball already up 7 nothing, is there a spot where you, like, where you would be looking in-game to try to pick off a number with Oregon where if you, maybe you think the whole call-off-the-dogs mentality is actually a thing here in the second half? Because on, on the surface, it is very hard to, because you're not going to see anything, right, in the box score or if, with, with the eye test to tell you there's a number there that warrants betting. It's more of a how much of a belief do you have in that narrative actually playing
3: You out. know, it's just one of those where you, if, you, if you're giving me four touchdowns, then maybe. But then you're almost asking Georgia to win the game 28 nothing 28-3. So that's one of those tough ones uh, where I I, I don't – that's a game that just doesn't really stand out. Yeah. If anything, maybe you go, I wouldn't even go with taking points with Oregon. I would just probably look at live team totals at this point. I don't think Oregon's going to really score. Oregon's team total right now is 14 and a half. You want to score more than two touchdowns? So BB, Be my guest. That would be what a bet I would make right now in that game. Would be taking Oregon's team total under 14 and a half.
2: First half team total. I wonder what that is. I am not seeing one
3: right now. Let's a see seven, if I can.
2: A seven and a half. You had a seven and a half.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing first half totals right now.
2: Because again, the whole thought process here is any of the points scored are likely going to come second half for uh, a spot like this. By, uh, by,
3: by the way, Ben, so I just want to uh, update. Over in Boone? Up, not, uh, not over in Boone because the ref pointed the wrong way. It was a penalty on UNC. So UNC had the kickoff from the 15. App State returned to kick off to midfield. Now one play later to 26 with 14 seconds left. No timeouts. 63-55. Again, North Carolina returning the outside kick for a touchdown could end up uh, <laughs> with so some insane. real utter chaos. By the way, no line right now on this as Bryce to the end touchdown. touchdown. My oh goodness. Oh, my God. Are, I, you, are
2: know, you kidding you, me? You know, you,
3: you could have figured <laughs> that not falling down in a game where no oh. one can get a stop would be a problem. Now, we're in the exact same situation as before, where App State now needs the two to tie the game at 63. Actually, we could be heading towards an all-time record here, by the way, in the way of points. If right. this game gets the overtime, uh, if it wasn't for that two-point shootout, we'd really be going oh. for it. But, again, this is now oh. – correct me if I'm wrong. This is 40 points in the fourth quarter for App State.
2: <laughs> I am literally speechless. Yes, wow. it is 40. 40 to t- This game has gone over the total in the fourth quarter alone just Yes, that's 62 insane points. in its own right. It's a, you know, it also, too, while we talk about very rare sp- – very rare that you will look at an in-game spot so late in the game, but if App State converts a two-point conversion, don't you kind of think it, at that point it would be, even though you're <sighs> going to see basically a pick line, if you were going to make a wager, would it not just be on on, on the Mountaineers the way North Carolina has completely mangled this end-of-game I, I,
3: situation? I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, Ben, because I'm not convinced anyone's stopping anyone from the 25-yard line. By the <laughs> way, right before <laughs> yeah. that touchdown pass, so at, it was it was plus 250 on App State. Uh, Right now, this is off the board. No shock there. This will be off the board, well, permanently, if App State does not get this two. If they do get this two. they're going to have another onside kick if they don't. Well, actually, you know what? I I was wrong here. Because of the timeout by North Carolina, they just popped it back up. Appalachian State down two, attempting a two to tie the game at plus 195. UNC at minus Mm. 240. Uh, There's nothing
2: really bettable for me there, Ben. (laughs) <laughs> Let's just keep in mind, the last time App State ran a two-point conversion, they had a wide-open wide open. guy who so was open. overthrown by three yards. Oh, man. Have we said on the show yet that we how much we miss college football?
3: Well, I think we miss football in general. By the way, one, one, one other quick update real quick. In a game in fa- involving a Power 5 team that's kind of been forgotten because – it's going into the year one of the Power 5 teams that is not expected to do much of anything. Mm-hmm. But Jetfish in Arizona look quite good in the opening of the Snapdragon Stadium in San Diego against San Diego State. Six-point fav- favorites the Aztecs were pre-flop, uh, PAT pending, but Arizona's looking to go up 10 nothing. On the Aztecs. So very impressive from Jed Fishing Company early in that game with three minutes to go in the first quarter. Arizona, now guy. the betting favorite oh, in that
2: game. They've two point. Don't oh, no fumble out. at the one. Oh. oh this is nuts. <laughs> the, well, Jeff's so, back to being 2 and 0 okay, in the no, early but no, no,
3: no, Don't say that.
2: We got to get through the onside kick, not be returned for another touchdown again. <laughs> in a statement I thought would never be made. I, you actually <laughs> have a point this time, Jeff. I will, will very much admit that. College football, man. It is a drunk sport at times, uh, as evidenced in Boone, North Carolina right now. (laughs) We'll be joined once again by Ben Fox from our Circus Sportsbook Studios on the other side here on Live Bet Saturday.
1: the 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May live on NFL Network ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus visit nfl.com/schedule release to learn more What's up I'm John Wall
4: and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game We're now joined by three-time NBA 6 man of the year Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the sports betting network.
2: It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. I don't know if it's possible for us to have had any more fun than we're having so far, Jeff, but we're, we're doing our best here. Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. Jeff, you have somehow managed to pull off the impossible.
3: Well, I mean, again, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I was done. I was legitimately down, two, uh, down three scores in the fourth quarter, getting four with Appalachian State in-game, and... In the end, I somehow come home. North Carolina backers today get home. Early on, App State backers push. And in the end, that all comes down to North Carolina 63, Appalachian State 61, where Appalachian State, in the fourth quarter alone, scored 40 in the fourth quarter, and it still wasn't enough to win the game. So UNC wins 63-61 final. They covered a closing number. They were getting three plus 130 on the money line gets home. Both teams exceeded the pregame total by themselves. Uh, That is 124 total points, Ben, so that went over by 68
2: On a hearty 67 combined (laughs) first downs, 1,231 total yards.
3: Incredible. Incredible stuff.
2: exceptional. Uh, That was one of the drunkest college football games I've ever watched. And that is saying something because college football is not inherently drunk.
3: It's going to be hard to uh, find a crazier game. Uh, than that Uh, quickly but quickly here also Ben because it was a game we talked with uh, our our guest Ben Fox who's joining us momentarily with earlier Cincinnati showing some offense but Ben Bryant airmails an open receiver in the end zone incomplete on third and four so the Bearcats are more than likely going to have to settle for three in the later stages of the first quarter 18 seconds to go in Fayetteville Arkansas 7, Cincinnati 0, but Cincinnati attempting a chippy field goal. That yep. should make this game 7-3. to three. Yep. Right now, Arkansas 7.5-point favorites with a total of 53.5,
2: Ben. As far as uh, Georgia, Stetson Bennett, little naked bootleg touchdown run from about a yard out, 14 nothing. Georgia, you said during the break, Jeff, this game is already It's over, over. done. It it's is done. already over. Well, at least for the spread, that'll be the only the only question now. Uh, seeing that in the twenty-five and a half range, you said it would take at least twenty-eight for you to be even remotely intrigued. Still need more than and that. And so you were actually. I'm now seeing uh, twenty-seven and a half at BetMGM juice on the Georgia side at minus one twenty fifty-four and a half right at your your closing total there. Cincinnati, missed Cincinnati. The field goal. Oh, hell, oh, oh let's boy. go! Missed field goal from inside thirty yards. Well, oh boy, this thank is, you, Cincinnati. There, there
3: have been there has been some brutal kicking wow. in this day. Where ECU, of course, has taken the cake right now—missed PAT, and missed field goal at the horn—and now How do you miss that? not even close. Clearly, no good from Cincy, nope. and that—that uh, that is a big adjustment pretty quickly there, Ben. More so than or well, both sides. Arkansas moves from seven and a half live to twelve and a half live, and the total. More importantly, may have missed your window for good there. Fifty-three and a half down mm. to fifth, or excuse me, forty-eight and a half. A five-point move nice. because of the missed field goal by Cincinnati in the final fifteen seconds of the first quarter.
2: Well, on that note, let's let's go back out to our circus sports studios. Uh, ben Fox, are it is time for our, our Veasan v- v- uh, Sports report on all these different games here coming in. Uh, I know Ben you, you you have to I'd have to I'd have to think at least the atmosphere for the end of the App State North Carolina game. I don't know what it was like down there here it was absolutely nuts uh, for us in studio and, and outside as well in the sports book. I, I, I mean think as we talked earlier the six six and a half point line move from open to close across multiple key numbers. I got to think a lot of money changed hands there down the final stretch.
5: Yeah, guys, it's lonely here in the studio, but uh, outside every single seat is packed in the sports book. And yes, just like you guys were kind of hanging on every single play, they were as well. Uh, just an insane game. And I think if we could get a graphic of Jeff's heart rate over the last hour and a half, we might want to get that up on the screen somewhere. Uh, just a, a wild game. And certainly the swings, like you said, seeing who's going to cash. Didn't have to worry about the total in that one, as you guys said, that was put to bed early. But just a wild game, and uh, college kickers, like you said, the NFL kickers seem to be yeah. getting better. College seem to be getting worse every year.
3: Yeah, no, I will say, all things considered, for winning and then losing and then winning again on a bet, I actually think I was uh, a was shockingly, uh, shockingly. You were calm pretty, from, yeah.
2: I would. Uh, I was surprised uh, surprisingly to enough, that,
3: I, I, I'll ask me a little bit later when we get to this game. that we're going to talk to you right now about Ben Fox. Uh, Utah makes a very rare trip to the swamp. Uh, first game in a long time, and we've seen a non-conference game like this in Gainesville. Florida, new era, new coach. Napier, of course, takes over, coming over from the University of Louisiana. Utah's lane two and a half, Ben, uh, w- and this really has been mostly one-way traffic on the road team here
5: yeah this is always kind of a scary number right you got a road favorite a highly ranked team a lot of people like utah is maybe that other you know college football playoff sleeper there the public has been on utah as you would expect obviously going to the swamp is never going to be easy uh but about 68 percent of bets 72 of the money uh at DraftKings and a couple other books right around that same percentage so public is leaning towards utah here hasn't been the love for florida Uh, But this is, again, going to be another big-time game. Probably one, though, you want to decide maybe where your position is and then look in-game as well, depending on which side uh, gets out to a fast or a slow start. And you, you think about uh, a, a game like that, uh, combined and sort of
2: juxtaposed with some of these other Power 5 teams who are laying enormous enormous numbers. Ben, I know we just had you on uh, your last hit uh, here talking about the Oklahoma move, in Oklahoma, by the way, up in early 21 nothing. so all over uh, the lowly UTEP minors there, and now a 45-and-a-half point live betting favorite in most shops, up to 66-and-a-half on the live total just through one quarter of action. What about another game that uh, you've, you've reported on has had a crazy Amount of movement here. It's Utah State going to Tuscaloosa, and Brian Denny uh, taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide in a game. As I look here, set to kick off 7:30 on the East Coast, and uh, this line now has moved. It's, it's what been a near 10-point move, if, if not even more, been in a couple spots since this thing opened a couple months ago.
5: Yeah, and what's interesting, right, with college football week one is these lines have been up for so long, and so you kind of adjust. Utah State did not have a great game in week zero. And obviously going up to face Alabama is not exactly what you want to have in week one in terms of a step up in class. Um, And this has just been a fascinating game from a bunch of different perspectives. We always like the big bets that win a small amount of money, right? At BetMGM, one better bet $10,000 in Alabama on the money line at minus $10,000, which would win a hefty $100 if they do indeed beat Utah State. I think this is fascinating as well. Utah State... There's been not one, not two, but three bets of $1,000 dollars on them at a thousand to one to win the college football playoff. So again, to do that, you got to get by Alabama, who is now up to a 42 point favorite. Public is on Alabama. and as I said, after that first week zero game, this has adjusted really from minus 31, minus 33, all the way up to minus 41 and a half 42. And the public's still going for the most part with Alabama. We'll see if it actually ends up coming down to that point spread, but I think it's probably gonna be a long day for Utah State. And you're telling me the public is on Alabama. What a what a
2: shocking <laughs> <laughs> revelation to be to be made. Uh, you're coming into the start of the season, uh, and I know you were, you were pointing out earlier for some of your preseason articles, Ben. Uh, seven to one or shorter every single year, Alabama has been preseason since 2010 to win the national title. Uh, so Ben, uh, we'll we'll check in with you uh, later as well because I know we still have the one big game of the night that we're going to preview with uh, with that Notre Dame and Ohio State matchup. But uh, for now, keep cooling the Jets there over at circa again. Ben Fox, our VP Digital Content here uh, at the network, give him a follow at uh, B Fox 22. And uh, I'm sorry, Ben, we can't. You you know, we can't give you more company over there. You know, you, you got to duty calls, right? We're here at South Point, so we're, we're doing our best. But thanks, man. We'll catch up with you in a bit. You got it, uh, Jeff. As far as this, uh, this development in Georgia, I just for all the people and one of those big bets Ben was telling us about earlier, 75 large on uh, on the plus 17 there with Oregon and a lot of big bites at the apple came in once that line reached that point. You're not looking good right now. Bo Nix throws, uh, throws an interception here. It has been two picks so far for Nix making his Oregon debut. And Georgia with the football already uh, on the move, about to, uh, about to punch it in again. Up to 28 and a half point live favorites of bet MGM. That was the number you at least wanted, Jeff. You're firing now? No, no thank oh, no. you. No, he's not going No, to.
3: thank okay. you. Again, I think that at 14 and a half, team total under live, that was the bet. I don't see how Oregon scoring more than two touchdowns in this game. Now, if you're looking to bet that right now, it's 13 and a half. Now, that's when it gets tricky because they could score two touchdowns. But again, keep in mind, even though it's not the same Georgia defense as it was a year ago, it's still the Georgia defense. (laughs) They are immensely talented, as we know. So, yeah, I I would – I would only look to bet a team total under with Oregon. I don't I don't see how they're scoring more than maybe 10 points in this
2: game. And then a real quick halftime line right now. UCLA 24-17 on Bowling Green. We talked about this earlier. You had a chance down 17-10 to get in on UCLA, laying 6.5 for the game. You can't anymore. UCLA now up 7 is laying 11 for the second half at most shops. So that represents up to 18 here for the game, Jeff. We're laying 24 pregame. Obviously, it goes without saying you'd miss the best of the number. I mean I, there's still only one side I would look at here in the second half. It's been an absolute I, demolition in the box score. I,
3: I tried getting UCLA. There was a, a stray nine and a half in the second half out there, and of course I got spun. Yeah. I got spun. You
2: got spun. So forget, oh, it that. forget that.
3: It happens. Forget that. We missed it. We should have taken we the seven it. and a half.
2: Well we had a show to do,
4: Jeff.
2: We're trying our best to multitask here on Live Bet Saturday. On the other side, Mike Peranio Racing, sportsbook director over at the Mandalay Bay, part of the BetMGM MGM Partnership, joins the show. That's coming up right after this.
1: This is Live Bet Saturday on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit v to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action but future events as well. Betting splits are another way Vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. As we welcome you back, it is Live Bet Saturday. Not a bad way to kick off this show, Jeff. I mean, we're having absolute uh, absolute chaos in most of these college football spots. Week one, first big Saturday here of the college football season. Again, he is Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Uh, pleased to be welcoming in as well a guy who will be a... a, a Pretty uh, routine guest here on this show. He has been a routine guest on the network now for some time. It's Mike Piranio, race and sportsbook director over at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook, where our show was going to be at uh, at least one of us. I'll be over there starting uh, next Saturday. Really looking forward to that. Uh, Mike, can we just start with the, with the chaotic game of the day there, <laughs> North Carolina, App State, and, and a game that had a lot of betting implications with a six, six and a half point line move across, uh, across the zero and through a couple of key numbers. How did that uh, all turn out for you guys in our first really crazy college football game of the season?
6: Yeah, we always need the underdog. So I—I uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the final yet, but uh, Appalachia looked good at the start, and then I saw them down late in the fourth quarter. And I, I haven't—we've been so busy, I haven't even the time to look to see the results on those. Oh, they so.
2: won! They won it, won! it ended up being a North Carolina win, but sixty-three, sixty-one, and a failed two-point conversion. So I don't know how that—that that turns things out for you guys, but it was that crazy, I like, the way it all—all uh, all, uh, wrapped up there.
6: I love college games. That's a typical college. Yeah, game. I know, right? That's why they take over four hours now too.
3: <laughs> so. Mike, let's, let's let's look at the later games. Let's uh, actually start with a game that will uh, start will, involves a team that uh, I guess you could technically call in the uh, the footprint because it is the defending Pac-12 champions. The Utah Utes go on the road to Florida. Uh, a two and a half point line right now in favor of the Utes. Just how has that game been booked from your side of the counter?
6: Actually, with pretty much most of the games, we're pretty in, in the, what we call a, the perfect position for bookies. Is we, we got even action, but you know we all know that the, actually the perfect situation for us is when ninety percent of the people are betting against us. So, but uh, if you're just looking to make juice, uh, all the games are pretty much that way, uh, except for the Ohio State game, which has seen some. You know, actually, with that game, it's bet heavily. It's the bet. Most bet game that in the Oregon game. Mm-hmm. and uh, but the ticket numbers are fairly even on Ohio State, Notre Dame, but money's running five to one on Ohio State. and that's why now I think we see plus seventeen. That line's been moving around all the time. And uh, you know Notre Dame's in the top ten, I believe, and you got uh, a national championship team, at least they think they are Ohio State. But uh, that game w- with us getting five to one money, on Ohio State, there's some wise guy money, but it's not as much as you would think. Uh, Notre Dame getting those points, uh, you know, it's a, a, a typical thing. Where, and I talked to a guy uh, upstairs uh, on this uh, about this too, is you get these games like this game where, if you're looking down the road, this might be a game. If you think Notre Dame has any chance of winning this game outright, they're five to one on that. Uh, you want to bet them to win the national championship because if they could get by Ohio State. I think you could get them sixty to one. i thought I think I saw some seventy to ones last week, so uh, and then it puts you in a position if they do win this game to do some stuff the rest of the year. so it's something people don't think about. they always want to bet the game that's going, the daily stuff, but you can bet these things and play these games. On a long-term uh, plan, and that would be one example of how those guys do that. Some of the wise guys.
2: Again, at uh, Mike Pranu LV, you can follow Mike at Racing Sportsbook Manager there over at uh, the Mandalay Bay. Also, is you, know, you think about how this week alone is so different, Mike, than any other week of booking action. What what's your insights from behind the counter of like just how different do things look like for you when you consider the months leading up to these games, the way the limits are constantly changing, how you're you're booking the early action compared to the late public action, just on its own, is this little island of games compared to what we see, say, in a week four, or week five, just regular slate of uh, of action there in college football.
6: Yeah, I mean this, you know, this is really the first big week of college football. I guess they, uh, I'm kind of old school, but I guess the new terminology for last week was week zero, which uh, I don't really like. But <laughs> week one, there's a lot of teams not playing this week. It'll be more and more teams. And everyone's coming, and we're looking forward to next week. The NFL is still king of football. College is great, and it's a, it's a great sport, and it's great betting action. But the uh, NFL is still the king. So a lot of our bigger players, a lot of the action, they're all coming next week. And the week after, then we've got the Canelo fight and Triple G in town. So the next two weeks after this are so intensive and so many people coming here that this week tends to be an off week, even with good matchups like the Notre Dame and Ohio State. But uh, – Uh, The handle uh, is pretty low for this week, usually, except for those good early matchups like Notre Dame and maybe the Oregon game. And uh, the handle's pretty light uh, this week, period. And everyone's looking for next week, to be honest.
3: Well, Mike, I guess speaking of next week, uh, we're only a few days away, five days away, from opening night in the NFL, like you said, Bills and Rams. Uh, Obviously, all eyes are on the injury of Matthew Stafford. We don't know yet, on the status of his elbow, but what has the action been like on the opening night game with Buffalo and the Rams?
6: Yeah, that was the early mover, even you know partially due to the injury, of course. But uh, the, the, you know, the Bills opened up as a pick; it's now at least two and a half point favorite, and uh, you know it's going to be tough for us to move that to three, just because there'll be some middle people trying to get back at us. But uh, uh, that game has a lot of action on it, and uh, you know. From a book, book bookmaker's standpoint, you know, I, I understand people love that uh, game and they're trying to take advantage of maybe an injury. But if you don't know if he's playing, uh, if people kind of get carried away with those injuries and doing stuff, which is to our advantage, mm-hmm. actually. When things actually flesh out, we might be in a good position on that game. But uh, the other game that moved quite a bit was the Panthers. They opened up at two-and-a-half point dog because of Deshaun. Uh, suspension, and now it's reversed to two-and-a-half-point favorites, so it's interesting on that. That's the same kind of situation where it's not an injury, but there's people moving on on, uh, suspensions or injuries, it's typical. We we have to deal with that, and that's why the guys upstairs uh, are so good at what they do, because they can take all those factors into effect and know what's going to happen kind of down the future. They don't have to get carried away with everyone else making moves, but uh, it's... uh, it's it's interesting how they do that stuff up there, and uh, we wish uh, we had more information, mm-hmm. but that we get what we can get and move with, with that.
2: Well, speaking of the week one card, though, you ten road favorites to start in week one, Mike. <laughs> for you, are you are you just salivating with the prospect of that, or is it is it a different uh, is it a different uh, verb you would describe for at least how you know how how that is going to be the process with how much public action is likely going to come in on those road favorites?
6: Well, you know. Me personally, I'm salivating because I love underdogs. <laughs> but uh, the books are too, because you know, anything can happen. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's no way you can know for sure. But I'm thinking if there's that many uh, road uh, favorites, we're probably going to have a good week, uh, week one. Uh, and that means people should tread lightly and, and pay attention to what's going on. Uh, I'm not sure if money lines help, but uh, I, you'd have more of a shot maybe with the money lines. But uh, it's interesting that the schedule turned out that way. I don't know if the NFL was, you know, really taking a look at, you know, what the point spreads will be, but that's probably a weird way to start the season with that many, uh, you know, road... Uh, it's just road favorites. That's amazing to
2: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, uh, week one going to be a very interesting. Card, uh, Mike, you're going to join us as well uh, next Saturday too, and we're down at uh, the Mandalay Bay. So looking forward to that. Here all fall with you. And he is the racing sportsbook manager over at the Mandalay Bay. Mike Peranio, give him a follow. It's a Mike Peranio LV. Mike, as always, we appreciate the time. We'll be good to see you in person there next week, and have a have a good rest of your day there behind the counter. Look forward to it, guys. Good luck to everybody. Absolutely appreciate it. All right, twenty-one nothing now Georgia, Jeff. This thing has has. It was already an onslaught, it's already and it's become over. more of a demolition. Eight minutes to go off second quarter. Two first-half interceptions for Bo Nicks. Georgia has looked pretty much flawless at this point, and they're up to 30-and-a-half live favorites to bet MGM. Heavy, heavy juice, though, at uh, minus 125. And meanwhile, Jeff, you, even though you, you got up to a really nice 2-0 start, your, uh, your play on San Diego State yeah, not good. is not going well. Yeah. 17-3, Jaden DeLora fires another touchdown pass, and Arizona now, Six-point closing dogs up to nine-and-a-half live favorites on the road here with a total of about fifteen and a half. and What yeah, a showing I, I, by the I cat. I wasn't
3: alone here because this moved to six-and-a-half at a lot of shops. I took the six behind us here at the South Point. But this is, again, this is some of the dangers of week one where I thought Arizona was going to be one of the two worst teams. Them in Colorado would be the back end of the Pac-12 this year. And Arizona's looked great so far through the first uh, quarter in five minutes. Uh, and, and San Diego State, again, a new-look team this year, brand-new stadium, opening it up. Uh, there, Snapdragon Stadium on the old site of Qualcomm Stadium where the Chargers played their entire tenure, basically, in San Diego. And this has really just been uh, wrong side, complete wrong side. Yeah. I mean, plenty of time, but I, I have the wrong side by a wide margin. Uh, and this would be a very important win for Arizona. If you have Arizona season win total over, Two and a half. this is a game oh. where if you get it, you are in pretty darn good shape to get your over then, Ben.
2: Two and a half. I mean, that that took a lot of action, too. I think it ended up minus 140, 145 to the over. So there was a lot of movement there to Arizona. Give Chedfish Fish credit because what he inherited, uh, there was nothing disaster. in Tucson. And last year was a struggle. But looking good to begin uh, so far. We've got a bunch of these games from that 330 Eastern kickoff window getting closer to halftime. So we'll get continue on with the in-game updates when we return. Arkansas still up ahead, 7-zip, about a 10.5-point live dog on Cincinnati and moving with the football inside, 10 to go in the first half. We'll update all the action, start getting into our deep late-night previews on the other side here on Live Bet Saturday.
1: the 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May live on NFL Network ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus visit nfl.com/schedule release to learn more what's up I'm John Wall
4: and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game we're now joined by three-time NBA 6 man of the year This is Live Bet Saturday
1: on VSAN, the Sports Betting
4: Network.
2: Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, you'll receive, or they'll receive, a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, that's when you get your $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi. And Nevada. Big thanks as well to the entire crew on day one of Live Bet Saturday here from our South Point Sportsbook studios with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Matt Santos doing an outstanding job as always. Our producer behind the glass, Sean McCollum on audio. We got Liz Foster, Matt Hicks, technical directors as well, uh, making this look as good as possible. Jeff, even though that's a that's a tough task. But hey, yeah, Oregon scored. Oh, look at you trying to change the subject on us. Uh, on us <laughs> looking good. Oregon is in the end zone. No, no, field goal, field goal. Come on now. it's oh, not get crazy. I thought you were t- actually talking about something real that would would have an implication on this game. Uh, twenty one <laughs> it. it, it twenty one three. Twenty one three. So you're still covering the full game number there. If you uh, if you've laid that at least at the moment for Georgia, back up to twenty seven and a half live minus one thirty juice there on the on the Georgia side. I want to get your take just real quick, Jeff, on a couple of games we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, that have had, uh, have had interesting implications. Houston and UTSA game with a lot of preseason yeah. buzz. And uh, this game uh, down at the, at, the, at the Dome there in San Antonio, at the Alamo Dome, 7-7 seven, seven game right now, but a defensive struggle. Live total sitting at 51 and a half right now. Slight juice to the over, 6.56 to go there in that first half. And this is a spot where UTSA closes about a three-and-a-half-point dog, a lot of scoring expected, 61 and a half, 62 on the total, uh, but neither team has really been able to lock in or find any sort of rhythm here on the offensive side of the ball.
3: Yeah, I, look, this is one of those where Houston was a very popular overbet. They were the team that everyone seemed to like in the American this year with Cincinnati looking like to be down. UTSA still supposed to be good, but loses a bunch of key guys from their team a season ago. But, look, they're looking to sell out the dome. I think they did today. And as I'm oh, speaking, as we talk about UTSA no offense. is in the end zone with a touchdown. And the Roadrunners Good timing. have
2: a 13-7 to lead. Boom. That's also a game that had a ton of dog action as well. That was – Houston opening a six-and-a-half point. Road favorite gets all the way down to three-and-a-half at close. UTSA PAT penning about to go up 14-7 there. 6.30 to go in the first half. and just looking to see uh, what our refreshed number shows us on. That one looks like uh, – Got anything yet? I don't 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 see anything yet. Tat was is good though, so we at okay. least to have that. We'll get comparable. that in a second. We'll uh, we'll get that in a second. How about, also too. How about Oklahoma up 21 nothing on UTEP, and then the miners score 10 unanswered, making first bet sweater first half betters uh, shaking their boots here, Jeff, because that had to have been one of, of the more popular, at least. First half wagers. If you were looking to to try and not lay just a ginormous price there of of thirty one and a half or thirty two, Oklahoma was laying twenty in the first half. They're up twenty one nothing at the end of a quarter, and now they're not covering anymore. Seven twenty three to go in the first half. Sounds so like that. an Oklahoma game, Ben. I remember last year? <laughs> well, it's Tulsa. Yeah, you know. It's a little bit or, uh, different now. Lane.
3: A little bit different now, obviously. Of course, Venables now the head coach. Lincoln O'Reilly. Uh, just about a four hour drive from us. Of course, yeah. uh, USC will play Rice. Later in the day, that's a 32-and-a-half-point uh, line that the Trojans are laying. Uh, but, again, Oklahoma, uh, like you said, 25-and-a-half-point uh, favorites alive. Uh, but 10 unanswered for the Miners. Who at the uh, Miners. Uh, again, a kind of a disappointment last week, would you say? Is that fair to say?
2: Last week a, what, would you get shut out at home by North <laughs> little, Texas? Does little, that qualify little, as being little, a disappointment? A little
3: bit of a disappointment last week uh, in a game that, uh, that was pretty much split down the middle until uh, North Texas really uh, – Got bet at the end, and that won by 18-31-13. But uh, Oklahoma's about to punt, by the way, so UTEP's getting the Look ball back. That.
2: Look at that. Laying 27-and-a-half live right now for the full game there is Oklahoma. It's mostly 27-and-a-half, so a slight juice there. On the Oklahoma side, and then just to circle back on the, uh, the game in the Alamo Dome, it is still uh, a slight favorite here for uh, Houston at this point, laying one and a half. Actually, I should say catching now one and a half. So it is flipped to UTSA. UTSA minus one and a half to two and a half, depending on the market where you look right now. Fifty eight and a half uh, is that. Total. Uh, Jeff, what I thought was really interesting, something Mike Peranio said was this general discussion about these early season underdogs where we know the markets are, regardless, the markets are relatively soft because nobody really knows anything about these teams until the games actually kick off in week number one. So it's an interesting thought. I don't know how much it really applies if you want specifically to talk about Notre Dame because I don't know if you, either you or I really believe like they have much of a chance to hang in that game tonight, the 17-point dogs to do Ohio State. However, the interesting kind of larger point here is you have a spot where Notre Dame's 40 to one to win the national title and they're what five uh, six to one on the money line in this specific game where if they were to presumably somehow shock the world they would immediately just based on that result alone be put down in, into sub 10 to one range to actually win uh, the national championship as well so I thought that was a really interesting point and that that does have at least it bears meaning I would say for early season underdog betting Jeff if you have a lot of conviction. A lot of times you might get a really favorable number as well in the futures market and that can be a way to attack these things as well. It, kind of on top of a single game bet like you might make on Notre Dame tonight.
3: Yeah, I, look, I under, I understand the premise. It it makes sense. You know, Notre Dame's 6 to 1 tonight behind us here at the South Point. So you're getting again, team 40 to 1, you do the rollover. You throw a 6 to 1 in a rollover, that's going to make it, it a lot more there, than 40 yeah. to 1 uh, regardless of what the money lines are the rest of the way for Notre Dame. Yeah, I I understand it. I I don't have that conviction on Notre Dame. I mean, just looking through the options here early in the year. Texas next week, if you somehow think the Texas Longhorns are going to shock everyone, which would be, to me, a bigger shock than Notre Dame winning tonight, They beat Alabama next week, even though it's in Austin. That would be another team possibly you look at there. And the other one, even though it's not really an early season matchup, if you think Michigan's going to get to the Ohio State game undefeated, I guess you take a shot at Michigan at 40-1. to Because mm-hmm. then you get into a, all right, you beat Ohio State, it doesn't matter what you do in Indianapolis, you're making a playoff if you're Michigan. Assuming they don't lose to a horrible like, a horrible big, a big Ten West team. After right. today, uh, if Iowa's in the Big Ten title game, I'm not sure Iowa would even score a point against any real defense.
2: They might get two safeties, though. They might
3: get a safety again. But, no, Okay, you can – Notre Dame, Texas, Michigan are the three teams. If right. you have conviction, and it's a little different on Michigan because it's the final week of the season, with Notre Dame, of course, today, that's your opportunity. You beat Ohio State, even though that schedule is very difficult, you go with the rest of the way with only one loss. If you win tonight, Notre Dame's making a playoff at 11-1. At 11-1. It's just They will. Yeah. Uh, and for- Well, that's
2: also, I would think, too, even the derivative of the make-the-playoff bets. The, like Because, again, when you look at a specific season like this with college football where, and we realize we're, the premise here is if Notre Dame were to shock everybody and beat Ohio State tonight, it kind of all, all of a sudden takes away the kind of presumed thing we were talking about, which is that Alabama and Ohio State are in this league of their own. But, again, just knowing how the college football hierarchy works, Jeff, you could almost make the case, too, if you didn't want to go that crazy and, and even if the value seemed greater 40-to-1, even just the 11-1, like you talk about, just to make a college football playoff, those would be the angles I'd be looking at instead, would, of all, instead of going all out here. Because how, how, how can you even hedge if Notre Dame gets to the college football playoff and they're, yeah. getting, and they're a 14-point dog against Alabama? You can't do it.
3: Well, that's the thing. I, I would much rather, if you're going into this market, if you, if you have conviction on something like this, take to make the playoff markets. The three teams that are at the top of college football, Alabama, Georgia is proving it right now, and Ohio State, Again, in this scenario, Ohio State will lose tonight to Notre Dame. Right, right. But here's the other thing: if Notre Dame loses tonight to Ohio State and then, oh, I don't know, racks off 11 straight games, they'll have a win over Clemson, a road win against USC, a neutral site against BYU. Uh, maybe that North Carolina win in a few weeks looks a little bit better after the fact that the Tar Heels start the season two and zero. They, yeah, they they would still have a shot. So, 11 to one, you said to make the playoff. That
2: would be the market i would look at it's it's, it's an interesting discussion point to at least have, because there are alternate ways to especially bet these teams early in the year where maybe the market is, is uh, you believe, soft on some of these teams. And so for us, I think that's a good, it's a good way to look at some of these in different ways, at least for our uh, VEASAN pro tip. For all of our VEASAN pro subscribers, you can check out uh, the website, vSon.com. We have these available every single hour from all of our shows. You can sort them by shows and by sports specifically. Uh, I know we're going to have a lot of football here on the, on the pro tips, but uh, we do have a, a good amount of these to discuss uh, pretty much each. And every hour. Uh, Jeff, as far as uh, just looking at some of the other games here uh, and thinking where, of where we are at, I was going to say too, one big thing we've talked about in the lead up to week one here was the general thought of, all right, teams that looked really, really awful in week zero. How much do we feel like the market has adjusted, and has it been overreaction? Has it been not enough of a correction? Uh, and Wyoming today was, was a 6.5-point home dog to Tulsa after looking horrific in Champagne against Illinois last week. Tulsa leading right now 13-10, just kicked a field goal, 225 to go first half, 5.5-point live favorite on the road with a 47.5 total. But it's been an interesting case study up there in Laramie, Jeff, a team that you would not have expected to be catching 6.5 at home from a team like Tulsa.
3: Well, not only that, you have the elevation on top that, of it. Even though, even though Wyoming, again, they were horrible last week in a loss to Illinois. By the way, great job by Illinois last night losing that game. Great to work, Indiana. Well, well done there. But no, that's one of those, and, and we're going to also see that later, where Hawaii looked horrible week one, a week zero against Vanderbilt, and that number shot up with Western Kentucky, who didn't even look great themselves. Yeah.
2: Early season overreaction. It always happens every year. Hour number three, live Bet Saturday, coming up here on v The Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be
0: epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.